Hey everybody, welcome back to Let's Talk. This is Amina Bell and you're listening to episode 9. I want to say welcome back because I did take a brief break from recording episodes. I had to reorganize my ideas and wants for my future. And now that that is settled, I'm totally ready to talk. So, today's episode is going to be about how two things can equal one. And this is from my personal experience of watching the movie Coco and Spiders. These are two topics that would not really go together if you just said them out loud. But I'm going to show you how they do for me. So the first topic I want to talk about is the movie Coco. Coco is a Disney Pixar movie. It's for kids. It came out November of last year, but I just caught wind of it like two weeks ago. Um, A friend of the family, really close, she put up something on Instagram, I think, social media, and was encouraging everyone to watch it. She talked to my mom, and she she was like "Be, be ready to cry I can't talk I don't know why but she was like be ready to cry so my mom watched it and she'd been pressuring me to watch it ever since and I think I watched it like two nights ago with her um I came in and it had just started I said you know what I'm gonna take the opportunity to finally watch this movie like I'm not a person who loves 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 watching movies that make you cry in the last episode I talked about movies that I love and I do like ones that make me feel and they move me whether that be laughter anger sadness whatever I do like movies that make me feel however I okay I guess I struggle with facing like raw real emotion especially in front of people because because ah, I got tripped up even there and I don't even think that that had anything to do with emotions but um yeah so I wasn't super enthusiastic about watching this movie because I wasn't super enthusiastic about bawling my eyes out um it's another movie called Spirit and it's really emotional I'm not going to go off on a tangent about that movie because I can, but I don't want to do that. Um, But what I will say is that this movie was very similar in the way that it would evoke emotions. So if you saw the movie Spirit, then you'll know what kind of um, emotions would come to light. So this is, like I said, it's a Disney Pixar movie. And it's actually about Dia de los Muertos, which translates to Day of the Dead in English. It is a southern Mexican tradition that takes place from October 31st to November 2nd. And it is basically the afterlife or um, I want to say spirit world gates opening and our relatives and loved ones are able to come and visit us and see the tributes that are paid to them there are great altars that are decorated with flowers and pictures and candles and offerings are left and it's a huge celebration for the cultures that celebrate dia de los muertos muertos excuse me um it's a really big deal and so the movie is about that essentially but it really takes a big look at you know the other side of life I don't want to say afterlife because of what I know um, or at least what I think I know (laughs) what I've been reading about and studying um, as far as spirituality and life and death is that it's not necessarily an afterlife but there's more so an other side of life because there are 
things going on in that other side of life as I'm speaking. So it can't be afterlife because I'm not dead and things are going on, if that makes any sense. Well, that's how, that's how I look at it anyway. But um, it's told from the perspective of Coco, who is the, like, she's not the main character, but she's the main subject. Um, and that's why the movie's name is Coco. But Coco's not telling the story. It's from her great-grandson's perspective. or I, Yes, I believe it is her great-grandson. And he is very obsessed with music. And I don't want to give the whole story away. But what I'll say is, in his quest for his passion of music and his notion of family, he learns a lot about his family's past and he helps guide Coco to her father who passed on when she was a girl. And Coco is a very old lady in the movie um, who is constantly searching for her father, um, even if it's only mentally because she's not able to walk, she doesn't go anywhere, but she says Papa in the movie more than she says anything else, which conveys that all she really wants to do is see her father again, be with her father, even still in her very old age. She has great-grandchildren, but she still is searching for her loved one. And I think that we can all relate to that because no matter how old we are, we've lost someone in our lives that meant a lot to us. And depending on how long they've been gone, it could feel like a lifetime of waiting or a lifetime of wanting to see that person. And so that's what really touched me. And it talked about, um, it shows spirituality in the movie with just the rituals. But I also liked how it could be understood by a, ch- a child. I said a children. <laughs> it could be understood by a child because it is for kids. But like I said, it's advanced. I just think that it's a good idea to take a look at it if you haven't seen it. And it made me feel happy personally because of all the things I've been reading. I've been um, reading and studying up on, like I said, the other side of life and looking at psychic Sylvia Brown's work. And I know she's uh, been she's been kind of crucified in the media in the past years. People have called her fake. But those kind of things they just intrigue me more really what is it that people are trying to deter um, me from or not just me but anyone from uh, what she's speaking about when I did actually take the time to listen to her speak and read some of her works I got a lot of substance from it and so um, but that's my tangent it made me feel happy the movie because what I've been looking at and researching is I don't want to say it's real because I I know that it's real, but I don't want it to come from a concrete place. I got validation. I felt happy to know that I am in a place unified with my loved ones who I miss on the other side of life. That's what this movie, I feel like the movie was brought to me from the universe, from a guide maybe, because at the time where I had been learning about the other side of life and calling out for my father. I reach out for him very much. Um, this movie came to me and it's it's been out for almost a year. I mean, it's summertime of 2018. It'll be November in no time. So it's been out for quite some time. But 
Only when I decided to open up my mind to these possibilities is when it came to me. I never look at any instance as too small or coincidental because I know that life is far deeper than that. And it's also a mechanism that we've used to train ourselves to not look at the truth and say, oh, it's coincidence. Um, I think a lot of the times it's easier for us to just write something off rather than see a deeper meaning because it can be scary because we don't know so much. And I think that's what's really scary about it is the fear of um, ignorance you are happy in what you think you know so I don't want to get too far off but I do feel like it was sent to me um, from the universe and that was important to me so transitioning I want to say to the next thing is spiders how does that transition like that's not smooth at all I get it but hear me out I keep seeing spiders everywhere and I know you're probably like what girl it's summer you know the the bugs come out but no I've noticed an increase and I've trained myself in recent times to really look at what's going on in my life and find what it really means because I believe that everything you see around you is a veil and you have to find the deeper meaning underneath But if you can't see that it's a veil, you'll never know. So I didn't just say, like, oh, I keep seeing... The moment I realized, like, okay, in, like, two days, I've seen ten ten damn spiders. Now, I've lived in the house I live in for long enough to know if we had spiders all crazy like that. We don't. And I've been seeing them all over, not just at home. They've been crawling on me. That's another thing. And I want to go off on a real quick tangent and say I'm proud of myself because... I have been facing my fears with bugs, like a lot, but it's also because I've been learning about how my energy affects their reactions and that we can communicate with our animals or not, I don't own any one animal, bug or insect, you know, I'm not saying that we can communicate with the energy life forces that we co-inhabit with on this world, cohabitate, that's what it's called cohabitate with on this world (laughs) um so when they were approaching me i have been disciplined and calm enough to not be like oh my god it's a spider and so i know that i'm growing because i can even be open to seeing a message from something that i feared at one point but anyway i've been seeing all kinds of spiders beautiful crazy looking dad what do they call them daddy long legs all the kinds of the sort right And so I said, this must mean something. What does it mean? And when I looked it up, the first thing that I read, it said, it could be a message from beyond. I said, whoa, I'm in the middle of reaching out to people that are beyond. So are you telling me that the answers I've been looking for and the messages I've been looking for have been coming to me already and I just haven't seen it? That's powerful sometimes the things we're looking for are right in front of us so i'm going to continue a message from beyond it saying when i read i did um some research on a couple different sites and what i got from mostly all of them is that if you look at the spider's life if you look at the intricate way that it weaves its web it can be seen as intricacy in our own lives and how it takes time for our masterpiece which would be a spider web because they are truly works of art which our lives are as well 
It takes time for your masterpiece to come to fruition. Only in time can your masterpiece come to fruition, though. Not in shortcuts, and that's what a big message was. If I ever thought that I might want to take a shortcut because it seems like when people do this or when people do that, they get to where they're trying to go faster. I have been reminded not to do that with this because a spider cannot make a shortcut for an intricate web. They only must take their time. It takes hard work. It takes consistency. But it takes time, and that's the biggest thing. Sometimes being a millennial, I was born in the late 90s I would say mid 90s but I don't like to look at myself as a millennial but it was a millennial point of view that I had that like oh I should be doing this and that and that only because I feel like I should not because I've been taking my time to perfect my masterpiece that's the millennial way of thinking and I'm grateful for that raw it's kind of embarrassing realizing that you know you don't have it all figured out and maybe it's not embarrassing to some but to me I don't know why I'm so hard on myself but it's like it, it doesn't feel good I can say that much but I'm grateful for it so that's just one aspect of um, me seeing the spiders that I could really relate with that patience but um the complexity again i want to go back to that and use it in a different angle it talked about viewing ourselves with complexity not only our lives being complex and that we have to take the time to weave those intricate masterpieces the things that i want to do and the ideas i have in my head are very much masterpieces but i have to take that time and also i must look at myself with complexity and i think that's something that is important for us all um this is personal because i looked it up for me but when i'm talking about myself i hope that any listener that's hearing me out right now could take something away and find how even if you haven't been seeing you know spiders find the meaning and this message maybe it was meant for you to hear what i'm learning about myself you know what i mean but Viewing myself or viewing ourselves with complexity makes us a better whole person because we are very complex in that we're not all one person. Uh, it may be a lot easier for us to view ourselves as one whole person and that likes one kind of thing and does one kind of thing because then it's less to keep up with. It's less to be attentive to. But all we're really doing, in my opinion, is ignoring all the other parts of ourselves to bring light to one area because it's easier to do so. It's exhausting for me personally to look at every part of me and make her better or see where she can be better or even find what I think is beautiful because it's so many pieces of me pieces I haven't even unturned I haven't turned over I should say because I you know it's a lot but I think a part of evolving is absolutely that looking at yourself with complexity and I think now that I'm getting older it's also a, a big part of being mature People say being an adult is just living on your own, paying your own bills and not taking shit from anybody. Well, I think that being a true evolved entity is looking at yourself with complexity and learning all those facets of yourself learning how to take care of all of you so that you can truly be whole and I don't want to go too far off, but that aspect uh, or not that aspect that idea of us doing that 
when we don't, I think it affects us in more ways than we understand, especially when it comes to dealing with other people. If you find yourself not in positive relationships with people, it may not always be because you attract a certain type of person. It might be because you are not the full person that you're expecting someone else to be. Um, I like to be humble and always try, at least, if I can't succeed, I will at least try to look at what I'm asking somebody else to be doing for me. Um, Am I able to not only, you know, do that for them, but for myself? Am I being the whole person I'm expecting this person to be? And if I'm not, then I need to be honest. I need to be accepting or forgiving of whatever I find someone else lacking in because I have to accept and forgive myself for lacking that same thing and work on that first. The moment I do that, I'm enriched for it. And someone else may be, you know, have what I need um, as far as a partner goes. Now, that's what I'm talking about expectations with a partner um the moment you enrich yourself is when your partner is also enriched because you have more to give not even just to receive but you have more to give um so that's where the complexity comes in and this is all from looking at some damn spiders it's amazing what we can do when we look closer (laughs) uh but one of the things that i read that stopped me in my tracks and it brought me to tears i wrote a song after it and everything It was telling me, and I didn't even expect this, to look at my darker side of my life. Look at my shadow self. And the only way I was going to grow as a person is to look at my shadow self. That's something that I have a very hard time doing all the time of my life. Because, I mean, who wants to do that? Like, I don't have a real explanation that's not what everyone else's would be it doesn't feel good it's depressing it's painful the biggest thing is that it's freaking painful and so we tend not to cause ourselves pain but in causing ourselves and and not causing ourselves pain we only cause ourselves to be stagnant especially in my case I know I'm capable of so many things so I have to break this barrier down i'm really really taking the steps needed my steps are in my own pace and i understand they may be different than other people's pace but i'm taking these goddamn steps let me tell you that because i'm tired of this okay (laughs) i'm tired of it and i think that the blessing is that i was able to get the message from receiving spiders i think that that was a message from my dad he's speaking to me and he's telling me you need to look at what you're not trying to look at you need to look at the situation and what happened between us the last time we saw each other you need to face this darkness because in it you can bloom there's so much light and i hear that in an inner voice of mine i think it's important for us to listen to those inner voices and instead of running because it's easier to run but i'm ready to look at it in the face it it made me cry though because it wasn't even cry like you know pain it was beauty i cried because i had received a message from my dad and just being able to open my mind to its possibility you know the fact that i'm able to reach out to him and he reaches back we all contemplate you know whether we admit it to one another or not what's going on on the other side of life what happens after we die are our loved ones truly with us and i'm here to tell you i believe they are 
So what I'm what I wanted to correlate with both the Coco movie and the spiders because I I feel myself getting ready to talk like about this thing forever, but I want to get to a point um, and correlate it back. So my dad was speaking to me through the spiders, and in the movie Coco. My mom actually was calling me Coco throughout the whole movie. And she was like, at the end of the movie... Now, I'm going on tangent, but okay, bear with me. At the end of the movie, she was crying, and I had shed some tears. Let me tell you, you're going to be very misty-eyed watching this movie. I don't care who you are, okay? I used to be in a gang, and I'm (laughs) misty-eyed. No, but for real. Um, But I wasn't crying the way I guess she thought I was going to cry. And she was like, you you must not have been affected by it. And that's not true. I was deeply affected by that movie. Um, but it, A, I was trying to be strong. I was like trying to be like, mommy, strong girl. Because I'm always trying to do that. And I didn't want her to see me cry all bad. Um, but then, on the other hand, it solidified so much for me. And it, not even solidified, it is validified a word. Because if it's not, I'm making it one here on this podcast. It validified, it put validation in what I had been studying, how I've been reaching out in my personal life to my father through various means of communication. Um, and even just the idea that our loved ones reach back. Forget us reaching out. The idea that our loved ones are constantly reaching for us as much as we might mourn this person or celebrate their life they're celebrating our lives on the other side of life they're reaching out for us and they miss us too we're not the only people who have lost our ones who are at peace on the other side i believe that they truly do reach back for us and even those because every situation is not a peachy one even those who may have wronged us in our life here they may be the ones reaching the hardest you never know who your biggest guardian could be so with that being said, um, they both equal the fact that... And when I said two things equal one, um, like when I was writing off the show, at the end I was like, this big thing, like what it equals, I had a hard time articulating it. Because I didn't want it to say, you know, to be just, oh, listen, listen to um, the universe. I said, listen, I'm having a hard time talking this time. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was from the break. But... Uh, <laughs> It wasn't just listen to the universe because I had conveyed that in my other episodes. I wanted to convey that we are not alone. And watching Coco and seeing about Dia de los Muertos and how important it is for us to pay tribute to our ancestors and certain cultures and what that does for our ancestors on the other side, that illustration through the movie was very paramount for me along with me having the realization of these spiders coming to me and the message that they were sending me, I received that from, if not my father, someone who loves me very much on the other side because only true love is brave enough to tell somebody when they have to do better. Only true love would take the time out to send that message to help me realize what I need to do, help me even realize that, it's okay that I have work to do, but knowing I have work to do is half the battle. Now, completing the work is my responsibility. And so I think that both those things equals that we're not alone, that 
there's constantly messages being given to us by God, by our spirit guides, by even our own better judgment. Because I know that some people, some of my listeners may not be the most spiritual. And that's fine. Even still, the universe speaks to us all. We're all energy forces and we can receive these messages and I think it's very important for myself but us all to listen to them and hear them out and so that was really the biggest lesson from both of these topics that I did learn and I wanted to share with my listeners and um, really just hopefully help somebody else see what kind of messages they might be having like I said before because I did a numbers I did a episode where I talked about seeing my birthday numbers and I did a whole bunch of you know talking about that um the biggest the biggest I guess theme of it all is that I want to pay attention to what's going on around me more and I'm encouraging my listeners to do the same thing um, and I really do appreciate being able to have a safe space to talk about it with you guys. And for those who listen to, you know, every time I come out with an episode, once again, I appreciate that. And the break was much needed so I could bring you content of substance. I felt myself um, not thinking I had a lot to talk about. And I appreciate your patience. I realized that as much as I do this for other people, I do it for myself. And so it's important for me to continue to do that. And um, I just appreciate the support I've gotten overall. I'm going to leave you with a couple of the resources I use to get the research on the movie. And um, when I did my research personally about the spiders, every time I do research, I write down my sources of where I got it because I know that it's a possibility I could put it on the episode that's coming up. And I just want you guys to kind of get something of where I'm coming from if you wanted to check it out. So for anything on the movie Coco, you guys can check out m.imdb.com. Um, if you want to learn more about Dia de los Muertos, there is a website called MexicanSugarSkull.com that gives lots and lots of information. Um, it goes into much further depth than I did, but I got my basic information from there. And so if you're interested in that, um, you know, just learning about a new culture, if you celebrate Dia de los Muertos, or if you even never heard of it before, I encourage you to go check it out because it's always nice to learn about someone else's stuff. So that's that. And then for the spiders and the messages that um, I got from there, I looked at a website, I looked at a couple, but the biggest one I felt like could give us the most um, information all in one website was powerofpositivity.com. And so um, that's basically where I got a lot of the themes I talked to you about. And it was cool for me to explore the site. I learned a lot of other stuff, so I would explore it if I was you too. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you could learn something. Um, And I will see you next time or talk to you next time. I don't know why I feel like when I'm speaking, I can see my listeners. Though I don't know what you may look like, I feel connected to you even now. But nonetheless, I bid you adieu. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Let's Talk, and I am absolutely Amina Bell, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.